Good evening and welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Tonight we have Donnie on. How are you, man? I'm pretty good for my age. A little spacey today, but appropriately Laughing Monkey. That's usually, that's what they usually call me. <laughs> well, it's the name from three things I like. Laughing, monkeys, and music. So I figure... I love monkeys. Like yeah. chimps and stuff. Those, like you yeah. asked me if I watch videos. I watch those. Yeah. Monkeys and chimps. And so you do that too? Oh, yeah. I'm not the cra- only crazy motherfucker out <laughs> I find myself as I get older watching more just just about animal videos, really, just cute things, and I don't know. I'm just an old well, guy I, now. I had, history, a mon- right? I had a monkey for a very short time, and it's and it's definitely you rethink really? that one for sure. Yeah, you don't want, I don't want to go into it, but it's not what it's cracked up to be. <laughs> yeah, I heard they're they're kind of awful in, in captivity. Most animals are, though. I mean, human beings aren't even nice in captivity. So what do you expect from an animal, right? <laughs> and they seek the same language. Actually, that's a a question I actually have for you. I want to. We're going to go over some of your newer stuff. You got some of your solo stuff. But I don't want to like focus too much on the on the, uh, the the politics of the band. But I do have some creative questions about, I mean, Enough Enough has been a big part of your life. So I'll, more about the creative process of Enough Enough into your solo career, okay? Um, in your first couple albums, you were probably most the, the big songwriter, most all the way through everything, right? The big songwriter? Maybe. Yeah, so I'm the main songwriter, yeah. Yeah. Is that by choice? At any point, did you ever want to kind of share it, or is it just kind of like easier to just be you? Put it this way, it's out of necessity. <laughs> well, you've had a lot of other guys in the band over the years. I mean, Johnny Monaco is a, 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 a songwriter, a good singer. Yeah, he's a, he was a live guitar player with us. He didn't uh, do any records or anything. I asked him a couple times on the road, you know, would you, let's write a song or something, but he kind yeah. of, I don't, I don't know, for some reason he shied away from that. Uh, Derek and Vic didn't write songs, you know. I guess maybe later on in life they did, but when they were in the band, they didn't, you know. That Ricky didn't write songs, and it's just me that and Chip, you know. Yeah, yeah that would been good. You and Johnny, I think that would have been good because I think, you know, vocally, I would have Stylistically, I would have, you know, other bands could still have other musicians and it still sound like the band. I don't think it would have taken away from the sound. It would have been interesting because to have another singer, vocalist that you could have played off of. I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, it's like with, with Chip, it, the, the co writing was cool because, uh, you know, he'd come up with uh, some idea or something, and I'd just take it and do the, all the rest of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was easy. But uh, I would love to. Uh, I, and I love those songs that I co-wrote with him. You know, because just somebody just can give you one little one little note different, and mm-hmm. it'll bring you down a whole different alley. You know what I mean? And and I love uh, co-writing, and um, but uh, I just haven't had much uh, experience with it. I just want to ask you really briefly about some of your album covers early on in the titles where you came up from. I would say nothing not self-titled. Strength in the album cover. Who came up with that? Uh, the label. It, it, uh, when I first seen it, I was like, what the fuck? Too, you know, I mean, a big naked man on the cover. But um, <laughs> when you go walking in, as you walk into the, the Atlantic, Atco Atlantic building in mm-hmm. New York there, that's it right in the lobby. That's what you see is uh, that oh, the strength big, cover. Only told, told in the world, but. They just made it a peace sign. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, I think one of your best album titles, you guys can, actually pretty good album title just overall across the board is Animals with Human Intelligence. Talk about monkeys right there. I, I love that title. That's probably a good title. I don't know if you came up with it. No, I like no it, we, but I, we I, had nothing to do with that title. That was all the label. What? That's a good, no, actually I, a good title. I guess. I guess it, it, <laughs> it summed us up, huh? <laughs> I don't know about that. I just thought it was an interesting title. So, you guys have no control over any of the titles? Or they just kind of took no, over. No, just what? just that title, just the title of that record. That was, uh, you know, with a whole different kind of label. Um, yeah, like Echo Atlantic. We, we basically 
you know, they knew what we were doing. We, they knew we knew what we were doing. So they kind of mm-hmm. let us have free reign and do this and that, you know, and then any bad decisions and choices that were made, like the look and all that stuff was out of yeah. uh, lack of experience in our, ma- in our whole uh, management team and everything being kind of clusterfuck at that time. We were going through lawsuits and shit. And so, yeah, so uh, we got to basically call it ourselves, you know what I mean? And, uh, and then afterwards, after the par- animals, then we were not, no longer on major labels. And then I basically, you know, I, I basically came up with the titles. All right, so then actually you can get but some, not the covers, not the covers. Well, who does the covers? Who came up with the covers to go along? I don't know. I don't know. Different people do the covers. See, uh, I was not always consistently present, you know what I mean, mentally and, and this and that. And so uh, Chip did a lot of the, lot of the you know, business side of everything. And, um, and a lot of times, uh, one of the biggest problems I had with Chip is that I'd end up getting stuck with things, decisions that he made that I really mm-hmm. strongly disagree with. But I get stuck with them when it's too late, when they're etched in stone, you know, and holding a copy of the record. Yeah, and, I, uh, it's just, it's such a process of a band. That, that, you know, I mean, usually a lot of bands have the cover art. It's a whole creative concept. Yeah, well, I come up, I come up with a great title for the record. You know, what I mean, is after uh, Animals with Peach Fuzz because we were like babies, and it was kind yeah. of a you know a mishmash of things that didn't make records, and then Seven which was our seventh record. So that was an easy one. Oh, wait, 1985 yeah. was an easy one. Right. I don't think I came up with that, but then tweaked. That was, uh, you know, paraphernalia. That was, uh, Welcome That's to Blue one. Island. Welcome to Blue Island was going to be a great album cover. But see, I would come up with these titles, but the next thing I knew, there was an album called that with uh, whatever, whoever's artwork or somebody seen or sent or who's yeah. did or proved or whatever. And I fucking hated every single album cover. I'm like, Welcome to Blue Island was uh when you drive huh yeah i'm pulling up the title yeah yes with big sunshine on it yeah when you you drive into blue island from the from the shitty side there's a big sign says welcome to blue island it's got like 50 bullet holes in it and shit you know where the people shooting the the sign up and stuff so i thought that would be a great great album yeah but uh somehow uh the album cover (laughs) looks like a cartoon big chips enough as a sun i don't know what the fuck now Dissonance. That was a good one. Yeah, that um, what's interesting is like some the title could have gone more with the arc. I mean, because like I said, you know, Peach Fuzz was nice. It could have been more with it. It's just an orange cover. You know what I mean? The artwork. Well, my idea. See, I have I had ideas for all the artwork for those records, but they just wouldn't be used or ignored. You know, like Peach Fuzz. I wanted to have like a little uh, sort of like the Van Halen, right? Just a little like two or three year old girl and a boy. You know, naked little girl and a boy. You know, the one we have in the the shades and the cop hat and cigarette yeah. in his mouth and you know and the, the little girl and i thought that would be kind of cute it's peach fuzz you yeah. know but uh but then it's just it was orange just an orange cover <laughs> it nothing yeah i mean it's not it's not bad it's just, i feel yeah. like you know for such a creative band that's, that's why it was always a question I'm like where are these album covers coming from because it doesn't feel like it's tying in with anything i mean i know I you say, label things i but. think we got the worst album for any national act we've got the worst album covers in history <laughs> <laughs> I like the I first know. one. The first one's good. Well, yeah, it's pretty basic. These holes yeah. together. Paraphernalia is not bad. It just looks like a magazine cover. I actually pulled up right here so I can remember as we're talking about them here. Oh, we kind of going for that, going for that clean uh, night at the opera type vibe yeah. with the yeah shadows. I also stuff, kind of but... feel like it's kind of like the Rolling Stone or old Vogue, like old old seventies yeah. type of magazine type of the dark thing. Yeah. So now you've been in control of your own stuff, though, right? Hundred yeah. percent your own album covers and stuff. 
Pretty much so, yeah. You know, I talk about things with with other people and stuff with my team, management, my sister and everything. We discuss things, but you know, ultimately, you know, the 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 decisions are are mine, you know. Mm-hmm. And um it has to be that this is the first time in my life and probably the only time in my life I'll actually get to have do my clear vision like I always seen it, like I see it, you know what I mean? And like my last record, Beautiful Things, that was it was right down the right down the lane um for exactly mm-hmm. what I wanted to do, you know what I mean, and always wanted to do. And that's the first chance I had to try. And now now there's a lot of other stuff going on and I have to be present. And I have to, and I'm not very good at business or consistency and stuff. And I forgot there was this today. You know what I mean? It's it woke me up later to get in the shower. And, but uh, yeah, um, I, I really do think that I have, uh, as long as I'm not, I wasn't off, I used to be all fucked up shit. Now, as long as I'm not all fucked up, I really think, you know, that I'm the creative, creative source in the, in, of the band and my music and stuff and mm-hmm. you know i've got great ideas for things you know like, like beautiful things cover using the fans and stuff on the yeah. cover and shit and uh yeah so most of the decisions are, are basically mine at the end or unless something i get bullied into <laughs> well i think you should stand your ground i think i think this is it for you this is your time to you know yeah i know what i think i know what i'm you doing know. i know what i'm and doing in the artistic yeah i mean your solo albums and music's really good i mean I, I do see like there is a, a, a change. Obviously you have a sound and being a singer and a main songwriter, you are always going to have the main song, you know, of a nuts enough on some level. It's because right. kind of, it's kind of you. I mean, that's your voice. I stole the You're party, like, yeah. stole the party, took it with me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pretty much. So, but, but with that, your, your solo songs are a little different though. They're not just, it's not enough enough. It feels like they they go off like enough stuff. Say go down the road. Each of your songs has has you know it hears your voice, but it goes off. You know, well, the beats there are was, different. The, the there was kind of different. a it was kind of a pigeonhole. You kind of got to stay in some groove with enough enough. You know, is a was you know it, it was a a weird combination to begin with using uh, real pop pop melodies and stuff, and then metal sounding uh, instruments and shit. And so you know, I never that wasn't ever anything that I really was into but you know that would that's what happened so that's what we're known as and we just kept making more stuff like that mm-hmm. and so uh like i said creative control wasn't wasn't completely mine and and so and plus money and time and the studios and stuff everything you know so uh we basically did everything in you know like a, in the same template you know what i mean there was the same template for everything yeah. the same kind of instruments and shit like that and um and, you know, I, I can go back and listen to all those records and like every song that comes out, I'll be like, damn, I should have done this. I wish I'd have done this and this and that, you know what I mean? And But uh, with Beautiful Things record, there's nothing I can say, not one thing I can say that I wish I could have done better. I think it's the best thing I've ever done. It's strong. I mean, and there's diversity in the songs. It's not, yeah. it's not layered the same. It's not, it sounds, more, it sounds even more upbeat. It feels like happiness because I think some of the Enough Enough feels... <laughs> like a like 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 melancholy, I think it has a nice groove, like a backbeat melancholy to it. You know, I spent a lot of time melancholy, just for lack of a better word. No, I mean it's it might even you know it just it feels like it's kind of a a, a roll a roll there. But your your new stuff does feel much more upbeat. Even even some of the songs, the rhythm that you know is much more like rock and roll R and B feel. A couple of them. What's your last single? What was it uh, Shake Shake It? Shake It Up. Well, that was that was a dare. I got. I, I know, but, but it's to... funny to do that you know i didn't that's the last thing i think i should be doing is 
is oh. covers to begin with covers is I got my own songs and that's what the fans want to hear. And, and second of all, worst of all, Taylor Swift cover songs. You know? That's what the best part of it was though, because it's tongue in cheek. It's irony. You can laugh at yourself, man. Yeah. And, and, and it didn't do, it wasn't bad. It wasn't actually a bad cover. I actually, I enjoyed the, it was a change. It shows you get, you know, could do more. You're not going to die by it. It's not going to be in your gravestone. This is the guy that did did Taylor Swift, you know? Oh, something could happen. I could end up known for that. (laughs) Please. Get all these album covers to be known by. (laughs) It is what it is. You know what I mean? I'm not not ashamed of anything I've done in my life. Even the shameful things I'm not ashamed of. Everything is is what it is. You know what I mean? How are you you doing mentally? Are Are you back on? Are you doing music and you're kind of cleaned up now? You feeling better? Yeah, I'm, I'm cleaned up. I'm not doing all those drugs and drinking or anything anymore. It's been like six years, almost five years. Um, me- mentally, uh, you know, I've, I've put a lot of miles on this body and my system. And, uh, you know, I'm 57 in another month. So mentally, it, I think I'm feeling certain things starting to go. <laughs> you know what I mean, which is kind yeah. of a, a scary thing. But then there's some parts, other parts of my body I feel starting to go too. I mean, but it's nobody's fault but mine. I beat the fucking shit out of it. But I, you know, I suffer from really bad anxiety and then I got the bipolar and other shit. And so that's a tricky question. You ask, uh, how am I doing mentally? Uh, it's all relevant. Well, yeah, I guess. And I guess, and I wouldn't normally ask that, but you've been pretty public about things to the point where, you know, can be concerned. I'm, I'm doing great under my circumstances. <laughs> I, I get that. I get yeah. that. I mean, cause there was a, a period where you were, you know, the fodder for like you know like metal sludge and you know like a lot of emails and texts and stuff was out there for a while you remember that little brief period that was oh, a little concerning yeah, was, it felt like it felt like you were really kind of going off the deep end it was i i was losing it i was close to a nervous breakdown there was a lot of behind the scenes shit that i couldn't uh i was finding out was happening and stuff that was this is feeling very very violated and but there and there was nothing i could do about it and uh and it was just continuing to go on and without getting into what it was and it no, was that's uh, fine. no you don't need to and and it, i was losing my fucking mind you know what i mean and what i the only thing i could think of to do is just get out and scream it at the top of my lungs what's going on and uh the end was yeah it was i don't think it looked cool because i can't stand when somebody does that and i know it doesn't look cool and i think it's, it's lame as fuck but i couldn't help it and uh and then ultimately through that came came uh help came uh, my team my social media team um yeah. my manager uh you know they came came to the rescue it did seem like my pole I, I, I didn't think it was lame i just i was very worried very, very, I was worried, worried. it was very lame well, <laughs> you can judge yourself i don't need to judge you i got my own life to judge yeah i, I was I mean, in really bad shape at that point you know I, from the outside really, though it was very worrisome as another human being going out like that I've, i mean i've heard about that the topic <laughs> i heard that people were, people were concerned it's not about the the topic no one really cares you know like i said i think the less people care what's going on between you guys than than that you know what i mean the, the, well, the topic of the news it's more about how you're doing how you're feeling you know as a person a lot of a lot of like that kind of shit and the stuff that was going on there and the way i was feeling it's a lot of uh, my substance abuse can be credited to trying not to feel like that throughout the, yeah. the career you know what i mean well, I'm glad you're you're clean, and, and that's, a, that's a good step. And I think being away from the band is probably one of the healthier things you could do. I mean, oh, absolutely, a, a creative process or not. I know. So you and Chip are back doing some stuff together, kind of, kind of doing it baby steps, kind of keeping some space. I don't think. I would say, well, you know, we're been back in business together with the uh, Cleopatra deal with the licensing and everything, and um, 
definitely talking, but uh, basically, he hasn't asked me to do anything. But I, but every time I, I got new songs, I send them over for him to play the bass on. So that still works for me because he's like the best bass player for what I do. So that's yeah. basically what what goes on, you know, friendly, cordial chats and talks every now and then and stuff like that. And he, like, he's in my new video. He came down and do, yeah. you know was my video and he's playing on the song we retract the song and and i got another song that that song with party time was uh it's like this is the third or fourth time we're stalling the release on it because you got to wait for right timing for something uh, like party time so i just decided i'm going to put out uh put something out in the meantime like maybe in a week or two uh, just to get something out there and um and uh I'll send it to him to play the bass. <laughs> he's gonna be you gotta he's, he's gonna be bummed out when he hears the song. How great the fucking song is! <laughs> you gotta ask him why why he's not calling to return the favor, man. I don't. It's kind of weird. Kind of, I, I've offered it. I said, hey, if you need me for any background harmonies or or most of all lyrics, because his lyrics are the worst. And I, you know, I would told him I'd help him with lyrics or this and that. But I think his this his whole agenda and everything now is uh is he's had enough of being the the second dog and he's you know he wants to be the first dog top dog and so uh so for you know he'll sacrifice uh other a lot of other things that would make sense for for his agenda well if you come in it would take away from his singing and that's it that's it sound like and it would sound like old enough enough and be like oh why don't you get him back and then it would kind of push him well, back that, that's why i that's why i got him to uh to put that song on uh, his last record, that one that I sang and wrote. Mm-hmm. And I said, just told him that, you know, that's, we just started talking again. And I said, you got another record coming out, another Enough's Enough record. Like I never, ever did it, agreed that he was putting out records as Enough's Enough and shit. That was one of the things. But I said, you know, for the fans perspective, I said, you, who do you do this for? Do you do this just for you? Or do you do this for the fans? You know, the reasons that, that we're really in this business. And I said, that you know, they would love to hear, hear something with the old formula, what they're used to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And, um, uh, give them something wasn't even one of the best songs I had laying around. This was a uh, one that would fit in that. And, um, but that's, they did, you know, and every interview I did after his record came out, it was, you know, the big, big question is, uh, what song was it? I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't, I, I pretty much have you left. I, oh. I, I, I skimmed through some songs like when they came out and I was like, eh. it's called, it's called strangers in my head. Okay. I'll it's go back there, and listen to it. It's, it's, uh, at least there's certainly one good song. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't heard it, but I've heard Chip for 30 years. I hear, I know how he writes, you know, I mean, yeah. it's, he's, it's exactly what I expected. You know, on one level, I mean, your relationship has to be, you know, enough's enough is your kids. You guys had kids and you guys are a divorced couple and you guys got to get along for business stuff. For, yeah, for, let's, for the kids. Some let's, just, be... let's just get away from this whole fucking question oh, because yeah, I can, that's all right. once I get, no. you know. Like, oh, I didn't mean to go there. No, I was, just, I was actually going to end on, I was going to end on yeah. that one. Like I'm saying, you guys are always <laughs> going to be together. So, so as far as you said, so you've been writing all your own stuff now? Like you don't have anybody coming in? I always have. No, I've never, you know, I've always written all, all my stuff, everything on those records, everything on these records, you know, that's, that's I what I, that's basically what I am. I'm not a rock star or anything like that. I'm want to be some famous rich rock star uh, an artist that's what i started out to be and that was what what i wanted to be and that's what i became you know and so yeah i mean um so that's it's the the craft and the art and that they, that i get off on and it's something uh channels through me from something a, a greater 
a greater power, a greater uh, energy source channels through me and gives me yeah. a lot of gives me these songs, you know. I just like with a friend, just like a jam. I know you, your primary songwriter, just kind of like for fun. Yeah. Now that you're not in the band, when you demo out yourself, you record it all, and then you get done with it. Are you, you just do rough demos, and then you get them ready to have them do regular studio recording, or do you do it yourself? Yeah. I point? do every I do everything myself up until the point of. Um, I can't re- release anything though that that I mix. I can't mix chocolate milk. I mean, and I'm not very not very savvy with the. Uh, I know just enough to get by to lay tracks, put tracks yep. down. But when I do when I was doing demos, a lot of the times I I just am such a such a hurry to finish it or so eager to finish it because I want to hear it. You know what I mean? So uh, and I'm keep and in the back of my mind it's, it's demos, so I'm not do, being precise with anything. There's you know, there's sloppiness all over everywhere. But when it's all put together, I can hear how, you know, I can hear it and it sounds great, but anybody else would you critique and pick that apart. It would be sloppy and horrible. But after, you know, everything else I've done, I got to, uh, I got to take it to the, to the next level when it's time to actually make the record. But now this, now that I'm uh, doing singles and stuff and I'm tracking new ones, excuse me, um, I'm mindful of that and I make sure, make sure they're clean and organized tracks and labeled <laughs> and all this stuff because uh because uh when i send it off to uh you know i'll send it off to get the bass and send it off to get the drums and uh and mixed you know what i mean but the tracking time and all of that you know is that's time consuming uh especially when i'm doing everything and, and working out i got to learn the song every song on every instrument you know and it's it takes a long time so that's where you really burn through money and a budget, you know, recording a record. So I, I'm doing all of that, at, you know, I can take my time and uh, make sure everything's cool. And so as long as I get clean tracks and good tracks, I mean, and if something needs to be uh, repaired after it's been, you know, once it's in the mix stage, you know, just let me know, send it back and I'll repair what needs to be repaired or whatever. But yeah, I got, you got to have a great drummer, you know, you got to have that groove in there. And if, when you can get guys like Paul Gilbert or Roger Manning and, you know, uh, cats like that. Um, and if you got, you know, a couple of bucks to afford them, that's, that's the way to go. You know, you want to, want to make it sound great. And my guy, Mike Tholen makes the record and engineered it. He's, uh, my opinion, I, the best I've ever heard at, at mixing. <laughs> well, it, it, your stuff has sounded good. You, uh, since being in COVID, though, how have things changed for you? Because were you getting ready to, like, are you going to do some playing out a little bit? Kind of, I know, it's, how you, where you at with that right now? That's what, ready to go out there. that's what was, that was what was going down when, before I hit, we were rehearsing for, uh, you know, booking shows. The shows were getting booked, you know, for mm-hmm. for the summer, you know, starting there. And um, getting lined up, you know, and working out the this and that and working with the band and rehearsing and stuff, which I hate. I hate playing live. I hate rehearsing all that stuff. It's like, I'm an artist. I'm not that, you know what I mean? But I have yeah. to do that, unfortunately. And uh, plus I like to see all the fans and shit. So then the COVID hit, you know, and uh, I was kind of let off the hook and we did, it kind of didn't happen. We ended up canceling some shows. And uh, so since then, other than that, my, my routine hasn't really changed. You know, I'm still doing what I did every day and what I do every day. So, you know. So obviously when this is over, you're going to have to get out and tour again. I don't know, tour per se, Play uh, you know, that's like getting in a van or a bus or something and going out for, 
to play in uh, every little shithole. Um, no, know, no, I mean, I'm maybe flying in a lot or just do fly in like, like in the weekend. Like events, yeah. Yeah. E- events, yeah. like something, you know, book a, a show that means something and it means something mm-hmm. to people. So, you know, where you book one good one or two good ones on good nights and yep. leave all that, that Monday through, you know, all Sunday through Monday dates where, uh, you know, so, and, and not too many and don't oversaturate everywhere either. You know, so people come and they get into it and make sure it's a really great show, which I, yeah. I'm going to do. And, um, you know, that's, you get yeah. more money you make a good, you make a good take at the door. You get to sell the merch and everything like that, that way. And, um, and the way you're perceived, the perception, you know, is, is better. I mean, instead of uh, playing, you know, all these nights of 50 people in Tulsa, Oklahoma and shit. I agree with you. you I know? agree. Yeah. I and it makes sense. About that too. The same thing, you know, they, they, I mean, they come out once in a while. It's special to the fans. Yeah. I mean, what, what he does for take two, two, three weeks uh, to make what I, I'll do in a night. You know what I mean? Just by doing it right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's good to do it like that. It, makes it, it does make it more special. And I think as you get older, you shouldn't have to tour like that. It's rough. I couldn't do it. I never it's really do it, man. Detrimental to my health. <laughs> no, your health is important. Man. Yeah, you gotta keep it, you gotta keep yourself in a good spot. So let's talk about so, so Cleopatra has come in. They're gonna re-release your stuff. They got some colored vinyl coming out on, on Dissidents, right? What was it? I actually, uh, um, all they got all the albums except for the first two. But Atco's got those two. They're not gonna let go of those ever. They we got, we get, no, we're getting we're getting them back. They they are you uh, revert back to us next year? Yeah. All right. I figured they were never gonna let those go. Or twenty twenty three. 2023 there are again i do believe that they just uh they just or are going to release um our stuff you know again i think echo is now sold to somebody else mm-hmm. and i think that they're planning to put put that out but uh one more, yeah, one more last hurrah <laughs> i guess so but that's what well found that out by inquiring because we're like it's not doing anything it's just laying around there you can we have it back we really need it for our doing our publishing business deals and stuff like yeah. that. It's just the only ones that are really worth anything out there. You know, the, the hits, the stuff is known, although, you know, those are the, my least favorite songs and probably the, you know, but I mean, those are the ones you got to have and um, to make it worth it for somebody to, to give you a deal like that. And so, but yeah, I'll get those back in 23 and until then um, I'm a lot happier at right now you know yeah. all those records that were cluster fucked everywhere and on shitty little labels and didn't know who had it now and who bought what label and this and that never seen a penny for any publishing or any any uh record residuals or anything for any any records in, except for beautiful things in my entire career i've never made gotten one check or one penny got a few advances you know what i mean you yeah. got advances for certain things like that but you know you don't realize that's your money too but but never made a, actually made a penny except for per diem. <laughs> made a per diem. Wow. I think that was our us paying it too. That is crazy. I, I knew you guys were getting screwed a lot, and it was hard for a while to keep up with you guys with the albums you were on and bouncing around. It was a hard time for rock to begin with. Plus, plus people didn't know where to get them. You know, I'm getting asked, yeah. asked all the time, "Where do we get this record? I can't find this record and stuff." And so uh, Cleopatra, you know, proposed that, and and, uh, and they really love and respect the band, and uh, you know that's that's their you know the other reason that they want to do it you know it's i don't know exactly what they got going over there but i know that they're showing love to the band and everything's all we know where everything's at now we get the spreadsheets and get paid all this and that and and, and they'll be released and treated with some love you know and uh oh. i do believe a box set is coming 
Good. The Dissidents awesome, did really good. They put it out and we went through the whole first pressing right away. And uh, I, I found out that Peach Fuzz just came out like last week or so. But I, I hope they do the, the box set all vinyl. That would be great. That would be really great. I love vinyl. That's a, I got a huge vinyl collection. Um, I think Dissidents, I, I think, I, I didn't realize it at the time. I know it's one of your favorite albums and because uh, of diversity and the guitar player on it. I just a think special that, player on that. How do you get him on there? Jake on, the, on Dissidents. He was uh he he was good friends. He used to hang out at the studio all the time with the uh, with the drummer and the guy that owned the studio. You know the guy Vinny Costaldo that I made that record yeah. with. Chip came out later and played the bass on everything, but but uh, Jakey was there, you know, and uh, and uh, and this never even crossed my mind. And it was one night we all went out partying and we were jacked up our fucking minds and came back back to the studio and Jake and me and uh, Vinny and and. Uh, they laid down this track called Joni Lynn. It's on the Dissonance record. And I asked Jake, I said, hey, man, you know, can you blow a solo on this one? I need a solo right here, you know. And, and he blew a solo on it, and it was great. And uh, that just led to, well, can you do something on this one? And before you know it, Vinny had talked him into playing uh, all the reinforcement guitars on the, all the songs. <laughs> That's crazy, because yeah. he was, for a while, I mean, obviously he's a legendary guitar player. Yeah, he's but great. He, he, kinda, he chilled out for a while. No one, like, you know what I mean? He wasn't kind of under the covers for a while so like whenever you hear him on something everyone just jumps for it because well nothing nothing worth his uh worth his while was coming along you know because uh after the last things he's done you know mm -hmm. he's waiting to do he wants to do something you know great again and so not not a whole lot came along but he also had problems and stuff like that that yeah. kept him under the radar and shit that's that's not really my no. uh, place to tell no, but he, he has to go from Ozzy, but Badlands was just freaking ridiculously he's, awesome. I, I, I love he's that. He's so much better than I ever knew he was, you know. I didn't really, you know, pay too much attention to him, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. we toured with him and stuff, but, you know, I really didn't uh, listen to him much or look him up or anything. And then when he was, we were hanging in the studio and stuff, we, we'd put up a few videos, you know, uh, during their, you know, doing the night or the session stuff, and I'd see it, and then I'd hear him, and then watching him not playing on my songs, it's like, it's not his cup of tea. It's not his style or anything. And that's why we probably would never, we discussed maybe we should get in a van together, but it's like apples and oranges. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but uh, he did a great job on that shit. Yeah. That's really cool. It was really good. I like that. Um, He's fucking great. So I guess the really thing is, the last thing is I want to go over is you got your guitar back, your purple guitar. What happened was that? Um. Well, ever since I first got that guitar was right at the, right when we were demoing uh, animals and human intelligence shit, mm -hmm. and I got it, and it was like pristine, you know. And uh, so it's it's tore the fuck up, you know. And I used it for every enough. I had endorsements with other guitars and stuff like that. I never used them. I lost the endorsements because I wasn't using them. They come to see it, you know, sneak out to see me and stuff. And that's all I used, unless I had a broken string. Was that Les Paul? Every show, every record and stuff because it just fit me great and it sounded great and uh you know and fuck with it and so that was like one of the only things that i had still had left and took with me when i left the band in 2001 you know and uh make a long story short a landlord in the building we lived in i was a witness to him murdering a hooker and so uh everything got fucked and we were getting shuffled out into the street like right away and we needed money bad and that was the only thing i that I had that, uh, that could, uh, you know, that would help enough to get some money. So I begrudgingly sold it, but to a fan made, you know, it was to a fan. Yeah. 
got the money and uh, made an agreement that, you know, if you ever sell her, I know where it is now. And if I ever can get it back, you know, or something and all these years, you know, it's, uh, it has, it's been way down on my list, you know, but in the back of my mind of getting that back and, um, Christmas morning, I come up the stairs and, and there's a Les Paul case with a bow on it, you know, and Diana, it's like, come on upstairs, something around the fireplace. And uh, I'm still loggy gagging because I know her dad's up there and stuff like that. You know, I said, there's nothing wrong with the fireplace. I don't know what they want, but I came up and that was because they had the camera rolling and everything. You know. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable yeah. surprise. I, I I still can't believe it. And uh, I've just been, you know, I re, I overhauled it immediately because mm-hmm. I, I had autographed it in uh, nail polish and some other shit when I gave it to the yeah. guy and stuff. And it, packed up fucking pickups and shit. So I dialed it all in, got killer new pickups to put in it and uh, buffed out the scratches and shit the best that I can. And I've uh, been finally starting to use it on songs and stuff and make, I'm remembering so quickly what I loved about it. You know, it's a Les Paul, but awesome it's, a, it's a great one. It's fucking dream come true, man. It's great to fucking have, you know, it's like it's one thing in my arsenal that I didn't have and have these days was another Les Paul, you know. Yeah, I heard that story, and I was like, I gotta ask one, but I didn't know about the the, the hooker getting killed. I mean, that, mm. I didn't expect that. That was a little, yeah, a little right a, turn. That's that a whole, yeah, that's a whole story. <laughs> You're going to book or something. It was it was crazy. I was a witness witness that's the guy crazy. shoot killed, shot a hole right through the horse face. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. The trial was worse than than living with that. There was a really dark haze over over my life and shit when you know when they took him away to jail and stuff and there's this whole mansion that we lived in the bottom floor of a mansion that he rented out to us yeah and, uh, and i started kind of on a necessity hanging with him a little bit more to uh to do some odd jobs and stuff around the place to make some money to help pay these the outrageous rent we were paying and so it kind of uh my wife left town and and uh, for a while and i ended up being in a position where i was spending a lot more time with him than i wanted to be you know and uh <laughs> And then that happened, and and afterwards, you know, they pulled everything apart. The whole our whole world was t- torn out from underneath us, and uh, it was a very dark, dark phase of my life. You know, well, I'm glad to see you're kind of on your way out. You're 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 yeah. writing songs. You're ha- you're happy. You're, well, you are where you need to be, at least. You know, you know, under the circumstances. You're happy. Like I said, I'm doing great under yeah. the circumstances. You're a songwriter. You have a roof. You're writing songs. There's yep. no danger. You know, those are all good things. I'm, a, I'm you know, blessed. I'm blessed and thankful every day. Appreciative every day. Thank God and, and you know everybody involved. It's it's the first time in my life I've ever had any peace of mind and uh, any kind of happiness. You know, even when I had a, a lot of money, I didn't. Yeah, you have a strong fan base that people that really do care about you. That's something when like the, the, the things went out there. I think there's more care and concern than anything. Then like, who cares? They were worried they're about you. M- they're small but mighty. Yeah, they are the best fans in the world, and, and I. I care about them as much, you know, and we interact and, and a lot of these fans, you know, I've gotten to know and stuff through social media and interactions and stuff. And, um, and so some of these fans, it's, it's turned into knowing them more personal levels. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, they come to me for advice or to talk to, and you know, when this has happened to this shit, cause I'm a, I'm an expert in bullshit, you know, fucked up stuff happening. So I had a, and I learned the hard way. So with everything, so I, you know, and you need a book. Time. That's what it's, you need. That takes a lot of a uh, lot of responsibility and commitment and time and uh, follow through to do that. 
get a co-writer and you can tell stories and they can, you know, somebody went to school and college and English it's, and stuff and you can, you tell the stories and they can write them. I've been, uh, we've been talking about that with a few different people, but um, it's, uh, you know, everybody's you know, like, you should write a book, but you know, when I'm sitting down trying to think of the stories and stuff like that, they don't, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't come to my mind. Like um, when I'm just talking to somebody or like talking to you or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, you know, right. all of a sudden I go off into stories and stuff. Would be I'll good. Try. I'll try well, I want, I want, I want, you should, I don't know. I think it's good. I think, I think you're in a good spot. I think like you not being enough's enough, keeping your spot where you are being solo. is probably be a great, it's a great story. You know, it'd, it'd be a good it's story. an insane story. I mean, uh, my normal, you know, it's like some, what some people's, uh, biggest devastation in their lives is a Tuesday for me, you know? So I think it could be inspirational too. I think yeah. some success of going through this in the dark times battling some addictions and then you know it's real i think people like that that's you know, a good story we'll have to get out get to it one day <laughs> you keep writing your songs i'm looking forward to your single coming out too when it does um you. i know you're, you're you're hunting you know you don't have anything right now have your guy reach out to me and i'll put something up when, once you have it out there and we'll advertise it for you too thank you very much thanks for thinking of me well, apologize for a little spacey and not uh not looking or sounding too great today but it's yeah. uh, it's life you're just, it's just life, man. Just want to talk to you. All right. Thank you for being on the show tonight, man. Thank you, buddy. Have a good one. Okay. Bye-bye.